Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This has been a presentation of Odyssey Sports. For even more coverage of your team, download the free Odyssey app and listen to your favorite stations, shows, and podcasts. Welcome in to Vern's Post Game Show. Massey not stopping in second and slides into third with a two-run triple. Here's Josh Vernier. Yeah, good evening, and it rolls on 7-5. Royals victorious. They take the opener of this seven-game road trip, the first of three in Philly. Sees the boys overcome a, a 2-0 deficit, trailing after two. A two-run deficit once again after the fifth, but they put four on the board in the sixth as Steve Stewart just gave you the breakdown. The Royals have won seven straight games. Longest winning streak that this franchise has seen in more than six years. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. That's our text line number as well, 913-586-7610. I said on the pregame show that I thought this then six game winning streak was more about individuals than it was the collective I thought it was more about Bobby and Salvi thought it was more about Brady and Mike Hell and Freddie for thought it was more about the individuals that have a track record that have been putting up numbers consistently I thought it was being stars and allowing the complementary pieces to serve in complementary roles Well, now we got another game under our belts. A game that saw Dyrone Blanco make Royals history. Saw Austin Cox collect his first career save. Carlos Hernandez shut the door in the seventh. Michael Massey with his ninth home run of the season. And Nick Whitgren with his sixth straight scoreless appearance. So I ask you, this now seven-game winning streak, is it about this team? Or is it still about individuals? Maybe it's always been about the team, and I'm wrong. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Because to me, this W tonight is, is of course, about the team. Uh, Sure, there were so many contributors. I mean, even Jordan Lyles, who picks up the win, his third win of the season. Uh, Even Jordan Lyles giving you five and two-thirds innings, uh, keeping you in the game. Uh, really outdueling Aaron Nola, if we're being honest. If we put the two final lines up against each other, they each gave up five runs. Jordan Lyles was able to get a little bit deeper into the game. So I'm not saying that this game was only about Bobby 
and Carlos and Freddie. No, no, th- this was a team win. You don't overcome multiple deficits and beat a team that's in the middle of a dogfight for the wild card spot. No, you, you don't win that game without a team effort. I understand that. But this seven-game winning streak as a whole, to me, still is about the individuals. It's about Bobby Witt Jr., who had another sensational night. Uh, Defensively showing that monster right arm, just that rifle of a right arm at shortstop. Showing off his speed with his 32nd stolen base of the season, fourth best in Major League Baseball. And then, of course, making history, becoming the first player in baseball history. Not, not just Royals history. First player in baseball history to have 20 home runs and 30 stolen bases in each of his first two seasons. That, to me, is the story of this winning streak. Bobby's hitting 531 during this winning streak. Seven-game winning streak, seven extra base hits, an OPS near 1,600 for the 23-year-old Bobby Witt Jr., you know, Freddie Fermin, uh, 150 plate appearances now this season. The guy's hitting 302. He's got an OPS of 838. Now, things that we've seen pretty consistently. I'm not going to say that Freddie Fermin is a star, but Freddie Fermin's one of the guys that have passed this evaluation season of 2023. That is, in my opinion, what this winning streak is all about. Bobby, Freddie, The defense of Kyle Isbell, the defense of Bobby Witt Jr., the defense of Salvador Perez, right? The selflessness to say, hey, Freddie belongs in the lineup. You and I, we've been talking about it for weeks now. I I don't understand how Freddie's not out there four times a week. He's got to be behind the dish. You got to have him in the lineup. Well, Royals agree. Salvi agrees. Salvi going to first base and getting a lot of action over there. Is it just me or is Salvi getting as much action at first base as he would behind the dish? So you let me know. 913-586-7610. Is it about the individuals or the collective? Are we seeing something that we can truly find hope for the future in regarding the team? 913-586-7610. Personally, again, t- to me, the complimentary pieces every night, you're getting a one-off. You know, tonight it was Dyrone Blanco and Austin Cox. Uh, yesterday it was uh, Drew Waters and uh, Samad Taylor. Of course it's going to take everyone to win on a nightly basis, but what I'm reading into, what I'll tell the Royals fan to believe in, I'm not getting the trumpet out. I'm not starting a parade for 2024 unless we're talking about Bobby or Salvi or Michael or Freddie for me. How about you? Let's start off out in Chanute. John, you're going to hit leadoff tonight. Royals win 7-5. They've won seven straight. John, what do you think? I think we lost John. That's all right. That opens up a phone line for you, 913 586 Seven six ten, the Royals' record now thirty six and seventy five. Let's try Chris, who's in Lee Summit. Chris, you're next up on the post game show on six ten Sports Radio. Go ahead, Chris. Hey Vern, you got me. Yes, sir. All right, um, man. I just got to say that I'm having a lot of fun watching the last seven days, and uh, just like you just said, I'm not bringing out a trumpet for this team or anything, but 
we're past the trade deadline, uh, and we're we're a couple months away from you know winter meetings and all that. So I'm just here for the the enjoyment of it all. I'm happy to see obviously Bobby just like really breaking out, being a showing us what uh, kind of what we were thinking about when he was down in Double A, Triple A. Um, happy to see all these young guys doing stuff, and I'm happy to see. Uh, that the team's going to have all these pieces to play with during the off season too, to try to get us uh, onto the right foot starting next year. And and I don't know, man. It's all the all the people who are just like, you know, what does it matter? Um, you know, uh, where was this in April? I'm with you. I was upset then too, but at this point, we are where we are. Um, you can be critical with them in the winter and the spring, and and I will be too if I don't. I'm not a fan of what they do, but. I'm enjoying what they're doing now, and I love seeing all these young guys. Freddie Fermin, Bobby, obviously, Samad Taylor, um, Blanco. I mean, you could name a bunch of people. But, um, yeah, I'm just happy to see what I'm seeing, and I'm going to enjoy the rest of the season if they keep uh, fighting hard and playing like this, and we'll see where they go from here. Thanks, Brad. I'll take you off the air. Yeah, I appreciate it, Chris. Royals outscoring their opponents by 21 runs over the course of this seven-game winning streak. Now, those Royals fans that dismiss this, that don't even care about it, I can't imagine, A, that they're listening, um, but B, they come across, and you, and you know this, Chris, they come across that pessimism uh, justifiably. That is earned pessimism because you've seen those September stretches of sensational baseball before. You've seen the second-half stretches of flirtation of what could be. right? You, Kansas City, more times than not, throughout many of our lives, you know, if you're around my age, if you're around 40, most of your life, you ask the Royals, give me the Chiefs football. More times than not, they fail to entertain you until the Chiefs show up up in St. Joe. Chiefs show up, and then that's when you end up seeing the Royals take off. It's, it's, it's disheartening. It's certainly no longer anecdotal. I mean, I've been covering this team now for 11 years, and especially since the championship season of 2015, it's, it's quite often you see that September surge, that second-half showcase from the young Royals. So I understand where that pessimism comes from. And I'm not going to try and extinguish that uh, flame of anger that, that some Royals fans have when, when this happens. Right? The team waits, waits. The team's unable to win three straight games until the end of July. By far the longest any Royals team in history has waited to win three straight games. Every other team in franchise history did it before game number 65. Royals needed uh, 100 games to do it. And when they finally do it, they win seven straight. Now, I understand where the frustration comes from. And the only thing I would tell those people is, yeah, Bobby, what he's doing is different. What Michael Garcia is doing is different. This isn't Adalberto Mondesi having a nice stretch in September. Michael's been doing this since he showed up. Bobby has been taking slow but steady steps forward since he debuted last year. Freddie Fermin's been doing this whenever you give him an opportunity this year. 
Now, Kyle Isbell defensively has been sensational from game one until, you know, here we are, game 111. Now, those things you can read into. Salvador Perez, you already know that. I don't got to sell you on that. But Bobby, Freddie, Isbell's defense, you can believe in that. Dismiss whatever else you choose, but you got to believe in what Bobby Witt Jr. is doing, the first Royal in history with 20 home runs in each of his first two seasons. Phone lines are open for you. The text line is there as well. The J Southland Tow Service text line, 913-586-7610. That's 913-586-7610. Jeff in Blue Springs writes in, Vern, a while back I called up and asked you, was it as simple as just putting Michael Garcia in the leadoff spot? And Vern, you said no. But I'll tell you what, it sure appears that Bobby Witt Jr. has benefited most from that move of Michael Garcia. Yeah, Jeff, I can't argue with that. And again, that's why I attempt to always acknowledge that I'm not always right. Um, now, I still would push back that I don't believe it's as simple as putting Garcia in the leadoff spot has led to this seven-game winning streak or Bobby's unreal run since the beginning of July. Because, Jeff, look... I, I understand what you're saying. You go back and look at when this move was made. It was at the beginning of July, right? And since the beginning of July, Bobby Witt Jr. is hitting 345. He has 27 RBI in 28 games and an OPS north of 1,000. So certainly you're right. Bobby has benefited with Michael Garcia hitting in front of him. Uh, and Michael Garcia, a career-high eight-game hitting streak going on right now. He's hitting 344 in this stretch. There's no arguing those numbers, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, the Garcia and, and Bobby are, are the two biggest winners of this evaluation season, but I can't say that's the only reason, or it is that simple. Things in baseball like life are never, in my opinion, are never that simple. You want them to be black and white, but they normally reside in the gray area. Furthermore, you just watch the natural progression, not natural, the hard work that has led to the progression of Bobby Witt Jr. since game one last year to where we are today. You know, if the kid had more drastic up and downs over these past two seasons, maybe I would be with you. But, he, but he, again, it's been a pretty steady progression now for a, a two straight seasons. Imagine where he's going to be in two years from now when he's 25. <laughs> Unbelievable. 913-586-7610. I want to head out to Philly. Uh, Tyler, uh, the, the uh, king caller of the postgame show, he was out in Philly. He, uh, he, Tyler, did you fly out this morning or last night after the game? Yeah, it was a, uh, a 6.10 a.m. flight out of Kansas City this morning. My guy. Well, what would you think of that game, man? Well, uh First of all, I'm glad I haven't gotten beat up on the street yet because uh, <laughs> Lord knows they were, uh, they were getting after us Royals fans a little bit during the game. Uh, 36,000 in attendance. It was some kind of night. But, man, um, you know, after that top of the second inning, Royals, they, they leave two in scoring positions, striking out a couple times. And I'm thinking to myself, man, all the things that they've done to allow this winning streak to thrive, putting the ball in play, 
coming through situationally. They don't do it in the second inning. I'm like, well, here we go again. This is looking a little bit like April and May, but yep. they were resilient. They stuck with it, and they came up with a big hit. They out-hit the Phillies tonight. A couple big bombs from Bobby and Massey, and, man, it was just fun to watch. And how about the Royals flipping the script on oh, the, the, uh, the blueprint you told us about looking in the second half of this season? You said – there will be some good, there will be more bad, and the bullpen will give up runs. Well, how about tonight? Some bad, more good, and the bullpen only gave up one hit. That was awesome. Yeah, it was without question. Tyler, are you staying there for the whole weekend? Uh, I'll be at the game tomorrow night, and then I'm off to New York and then Boston on Sunday. So I'll catch the boys in blue again Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday. And you are doing it right, brother. Enjoy it. Uh, be safe, and hopefully uh, you got some time to call us after the game tomorrow. Absolutely. I'll see what I can do. Thank you, Vern. All right, brother. Uh, yeah, Jordan Lyles right out of the gate gives up a two-run home run to Nick Castellanos. Lyles has now allowed a run in the first inning in 17 of his 21 starts. So right out of the gate, you're thinking, okay, here we go, Jordan Lyles. You know, Jordan Lyles doing his Jordan Lyles thing, giving up another home run. He's top 10 in Major League Baseball and bombs allowed. All right, can the offense uh, pick him up? And like Tyler alludes to, Salvador Perez with a leadoff single. Edward Olivares then rips a double down the left field line, and Salvi was busting it. Salvi goes first to third. Uh, so you have second and third and nobody outs. Down by two. Okay, tie it up. Go get him. MJ Melendez swings through a fastball. Freddie Fermin stares at a fastball for strike three, and then Dyrone Blanco swings through a curveball. Three straight strikeouts, two men left stranded in scoring position. And like Tyler said, you're thinking, oh, no. Oh, no. The carriage has turned back, in, back into a pumpkin. Oh, the party is over. The ball is over. But no, no. Bobby with that two-run blast in the third inning is 20th of the season. Royals tie it up at two. They give two right back in the fourth. But they score four in the sixth, get another in the eighth, and they win 7-5. The bullpen. Dylan Coleman, Carlos Hernandez, Nick Whitgren, and Austin Cox tonight combined for three and a third innings of one-hit baseball. Two walks, two strikeouts, Austin Cox with his first career save. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. When you look at this seven-game winning streak, does it say more about the team or individuals on the team? 913-586-7610. We get back to your thoughts after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. First pitch to Witt, and he smacks it deep left field. A no-doubt blast for Bobby Baseball. Way out of here. Two-run shot to tie the game at two in the top of the third. Jake Eisenberg on the call, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio. Bobby's two-run, one-out blast in the third inning, tied it up at two. He would single later on in the game, single in the fifth inning with two out and nobody on. Uh, So multiple hits tonight for Bobby, multiple hits in eight of his last 12 games. That gives him 35 multi-hit games this season. There's only eight players in the game that have more multi-hit games than Bobby. I mean, we, we talk about the speed, you talk about the power, which is great, no doubt. Um, but 35 multi-hit games, top 10 in Major League Baseball. And look at what he's done. You know, you know the, the, the numbers since July are amazing. And even to go back to the texter that's saying, hey, when, when Mike Hell got to the leadoff spot, that's when Bobby really took off. Uh, Bobby hit 280 in the month of June. You look at his last 70 games, almost half a season. Bobby's last 70 games, he's hitting 299. 14 home runs and 20 stolen bases in OPS of 851. Royals win seven straight. They got the hottest offense in baseball. They're averaging almost seven runs a game over the course of this seven-game winning streak. Let's head out to Westport. Talk with James. James, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern, it's great to hear from you. You got me last time I talked to you. I was trying to explain the difference between this 2023 team and the 20. 14, 13 teams of the past, those guys grew up together, wanted A ball, wanted double A ball, won the championship at triple A ball. Uh, Johnny Giovatelli, Hosmer, Moose, they were all in. You brought in a couple guys. You completed center field and shortstop with Kane and Escobar. I just feel like we're from Kansas City. You can't eat a brisket cooking it four hours. You got to wait all 12 hours. I don't believe in dating more. You need 1,500 at bats. These kids are ready to play baseball. It's a good call, James. I appreciate it. I love that brisket analogy. You know you're going to win with that one. Michael Massey since the All Star break hitting seven, or excuse me, his OPS since the All Star break, 781. Massey leads off the sixth inning with a solo blast. His ninth of the season, first pitch changeup put on a tee by Aaron Nola. Massey blasting at 412 feet. Uh, 18 games since the All-Star break. Uh, Sure, a a smaller sample size, but not as small as it may feel. Uh, Feels like uh, the All-Star break was last week. No, 18 games for Massey in OPS of 781. Head out to Raytown. Talk with John. You're on the post game show. Go ahead, John. Man, I mean, I've got so much. Uh, I just 
so much. I mean, let's give it up for Bobby Witt. I mean, first in history to do Crazy. what um, 20, 20 home runs, thirty stolen bases in each of I his mean, first two seasons. Let's, yep. Let's go. I mean, in the first two years of your season, let's go. I mean, and I believe these boys are. I don't think they're scared of being traded. I think they don't want to be traded. I think they want to be here. I think they want to. I think they want to win for us. I think they want to win for this hometown. Um, I think that's why they're playing. I think that's why it's stepped up. I think that's why we're on a seven-game winning streak. Um, let's go. I mean, if we've got to trade Salvi, let's trade him. But I would tell you what, these young boys, they're playing, and I, I, I think they want to be here, Vern. Um, love you, long-time listener, um, short-time caller, but I'll listen off the air. Well, make it more often, John. That was a good call, and, and, and you're right. They, they certainly want to be here in that they want to be around each other. I, I remember talking with uh, Vinny Pasquantino, I want to say it was maybe late May, early June, when they were really going through it. And they wanted to... They, they want to win for each other, first and foremost. And I'm sure they want to win for themselves, maybe secondarily. Um, but those of you that show up, make noise, and support these guys, they want to win for you as well. So, so I, I, I will get with you on that, John. You are right, because I've heard them say it. Now, teammates, their own personal goals, I'm sure Trump, their desire to win for you, but you're a very close third. Yeah, Vinny told me, you know, the, the want to has never been a question. The desire to win has never been a question. Sometimes it almost um, would be a hindrance. You, you, you want to win so badly that you're going at about a 12 when you need to dial it back to about a nine and a half. Uh, but Vinny told me, uh, we're, we're expecting whenever we get through the other side of this thing, we're going to be better for it. Not just as individuals, but as a unit. Because, you know, a- as James mentioned, and shout out to Johnny Giovatella. Haven't heard that name in quite a while. But, but as James mentioned, just like the Haas and Moose and Esky and Kane and Gordo and Billy and Salvi and those champions... When those guys would find themselves down late in the game, they could go, hey, remember that time back in 2012, 2013, 2014? We've been here, and we've come out of it. So, yeah, you're you're certainly hoping that this group is building that type of belief in themselves and one another. But like John said, this organization is very much different than the organization was going into that championship season of 2015. I'm not saying that this front office doesn't believe in their guys, but I don't believe they're going to show the same amount of patience, the same type of belief. They're going to believe what the numbers tell them. Instead of, no, we're going to keep running you out there. Even though two seasons of bad baseball tell us we should probably move on, no, we're going to keep running you back out there. So there are some guys that might be moved this offseason. We've talked about it. We discussed it earlier today on the On Deck Show. Talking about Salvi, talking about Brady Singer, talking about one of those one of those young bats that, in my opinion, no matter what happens over these final 51 games, the questions that we have about him right now are going to be the questions that we have about him in spring training. 
Guys like MJ Melendez, guys like Michael Massey and Drew Waters, I'm going to have the same questions in April as I do right now. Because the pressure in April, sadly, is different than the pressure right now. I understand the Phillies are in it and the Twins are in it. I understand that you can play spoiler, but you're not in it. You're not in contention. Next April, you will be. You'll have the attention of this city next April. You'll have the hope of this city in your hands. You don't have that right now. Patrick Mahomes has that. You'll have it again next April, and that comes with a different weight, a different type of burden, larger um, larger lights, more pressure. You grip the bat pretty tight this April. Let's see what you do next April. You know, 913-586-7610 is our phone number. So... For as encouraging as this seven-game winning streak has been, no doubt about it, and is needed for these guys to to believe that they can overcome. The question is still, uh, who is the core? Who are the guys that are going to be in the lineup on opening day of 2024? Uh, What does this front office take away from the evaluation season? Personally, Bobby, Mike Hell, Freddie, and Vinny. Those are my winners. Those are the guys that I would be reluctant to move. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be reluctant to move Vinny, but I think coming off an injury, you're, you're going to get pennies on the dollar, and he's a much better player. Than, you don't have to accept uh, quarters on the dollar for a guy like Vinny Pasquantino. So, yes, I, I agree. The winning is needed. The belief in one another is needed. But I don't think it's going to be the same type of core that it was back in 2015, where the guys you were cheering on, as they played in Flushing, Queens against that New York Mets team in October of 2015. Uh, Those were the same guys you watched in 2013. I I, I don't think it's going to be similar. When you win again in Kansas City, I don't think a majority of those names had been on the team for years previous. I think you're going to see a more transactional front office, more uh, movement of of players that you like, guys that you have the jersey of. You're going to see them moved out more often than you did under Dayton Moore. That's just my belief. Let's go to Connor in Overland Park. Connor, you're on 610 Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Vern. Uh, 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 how about this seven-game winning streak? It's pretty awesome. We needed this. Yeah, yeah. Not only did we need this, the players needed this, the coaching staff needed this, the city needed this. I'm seeing some yes. love from Matt Quatrero on the text line. He certainly needed this. And the whole, and the whole fan base needed this too. So have a good night, Vern. You do the same, Connor. Nice to hear from you, buddy. Thank you. Phone lines are open for you, 913-586-7610. Taking a quick look at the J Southland Tow Service text line. Here you go. From the 913, Jim and Leewood. So many great things for the team tonight, Vern, from Bobby to Blanco to Austin Cox and Salvador Perez. Salvi being able to play first base, which creates an extended opportunity for Freddie Fermin and himself. Fern, I was also happy to see Matt Quatrero make some unique moves with his bullpen, and that shows a level of confidence um, that I have uh, now have growing in him. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, I'm just, you know, some unique moves. I'm curious, what was the unique move? Because you don't have a closer, 
going with Carlos Hernandez in the seventh inning, maybe that's what you describe as a, a unique move. If you missed the game, Jordan Lyles went five and two-thirds innings, left the game in the sixth with a man on first and two outs. Now at this point, bottom six, Royals find themselves leading the game by a count of 6-5. Uh, Dylan Coleman comes out of the bullpen and walks the first batter that he faces, the nine hitter. So it's two on and two outs for Kyle Schwarber. Dylan Coleman gets him swinging through a sweeper to escape the jam. Dylan Coleman, this season, 13 and one-third innings, 14 walks, 15 strikeouts. And then in the seventh inning, yeah, Q goes to Carlos Hernandez, his best reliever, to face the middle of the Philly lineup. And Hernandez uh, puts up a zero. He walked Bryce Harper with one out, but then retired Nick Castellanos and uh, Tyson Stott to finish off that seventh inning. Um, but I, I don't feel like that's really all that unique. I feel like Mike Matheny would have made that same move. I feel like that's very 2023. You use your best reliever in the highest of leverage. And there's no way you were going to have a more high leverage situation than that right there in the seventh inning. So um, you know, Nick Whitgren in the eighth inning, I don't know if that's unique. Whitgren again. Uh, six straight scoreless appearances, six and two-thirds innings, one hit, no walks, no runs. Whitgren's rolling. He deserved that chance. And then Austin Cox, you got uh, a lefty in Schwarber, a lefty in Harper. Uh, Q goes with the lefty, and Austin Cox retires the side uh, in order, working around a hit batter. Uh, he hit Schwarber on a 1-2 offering, but then stroke, uh, struck out Alec Bohm and got Bryce Harper to ground into an inning-ending, game-ending 4-6-3 double play. So, yeah, Q did a nice job, uh, I guess. Uh, to me, it was more about the, the, the pitchers executing. Q didn't do anything that he hasn't been doing, in my opinion, all season long. Hernandez, Whitgren, and Cox, those are the guys that went out there and got the job done. Let's go to Big T and Shawnee. Big T, you're next up on 610 Sports Radio. Oh, we lost Big T. How about Double J? Double J, you're next up on the postgame show as the Royals win 7-5. Hey, Vern, what's going on, man? Hey, what a game tonight. Uh, what a comeback. and uh, Just an awesome. Great win tonight for the boys in blue. And uh, 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 I, I want to say a quick reference real quick. Uh, with young as we are and some of the inexperienced guys we have, uh, it's like a uh, four-seater quarterback that just got drafted, someone uh, that wants, that's going to be your franchise quarterback for the next several years. You're going to hit your bumps, your ups and downs, and – you're going. You're going to grow at the end of the day from it, and hopefully be good at and be good the rest of the yeah. Time yeah. Here, here's the thing, Double J. And, I appreciate the phone call. I, the the only reason why I got to push back on that analogy that this team is similar to a rookie quarterback is that's one player. Yeah. Right. One player, and that player in in that sport can completely alter the trajectory of your franchise as you know with Patrick Mahomes right uh, one player can't do that in Major League Baseball as you're seeing with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout so um, again but the, that, that that just speaks to the difference in, in sports right the NFL you you give me the best quarterback and the best head coach I don't care what else you know I'm, give me that 
Uh, the NBA, give me the best player. Give me that. In baseball, honestly, uh, give me the best general manager. Baseball's a, a GM's game. So, okay, you know what? L- let's go along with that analogy. Maybe J.J. Piccolo's like that first-round rookie quarterback. And Double J, your phone was kind of cutting out. Maybe that was the analogy you were making. And if so, I apologize. You're 100% right. Yeah, maybe J.J.'s that rookie quarterback. I'm not saying saying he's Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. Um, But who knows? Who knows what he turns into? Who knows what this GM and this front office become in Kansas City? I'm not putting a ceiling on him. Royals win 7-5. Uh, no longer 40 games below 500, just a, a measly 39 games below 500. No big deal. Boys are on pace for 109 losses. Uh, that is a big deal. That would be the uh, worst mark in franchise history. Uh, here's what they need to do to avoid it. To avoid the worst record in franchise history, the Royals need to win 21 of the remaining 51 games. That sounds very doable, doesn't it? To go 21 and 30. Now, if they want to avoid 100 losses, they got to go 27 and 24. That seems a bit more arduous. Three games above 500 from here on out to avoid 100 L's this season. Text line is always there for you. 913-586-7610. We'll take a quick time out. We'll dive into that text line and hear from Jordan Lyles after this. Burns Post Game Show on your home for Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio, and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back to Vern's Post Game Show on your home for Royals baseball in Kansas City, 610 Sports Radio. First pitch swing, high fly ball. Deep right field, way back, and that ball is long gone. Long home run for Michael Massey. Yes, indeed. Steve Stewart on the call, as heard here on 610 Sports Radio. One of two home runs on the night. Michael Massey with number nine there in the sixth inning to bring the Royals within one. That made it 4-3 Philly. Royals would go on to win 7-5, make it seven straight victories. Bobby Witt Jr. also went deep. Also on the first pitch, he belted a first pitch cutter that was up and over the middle of the plate from Aaron Nola. 410 feet, Bobby's team leading 20th blast of the season. Phone lines are open for you. The text line is there as well. 913-586-7610. And let's take a look at the Jay Southland Tow Service text line. Ryan from Olathe says, great win. Sorry for focusing on the bad, but what are your thoughts on the struggles of Dylan Coleman this season? Uh, Well, certainly unfortunate. This was a guy that I know I was fired up about coming into the season, especially with what he showed last August and September. Again, like we're talking about, is this winning streak more about individuals or does it speak to something more? Is it it about the unit? 
I know you can't win a game without the entire team. You got to have a, a full squat effort if you're going to win at the big league level. So I know game by game, it's about the team. But as far as what you're reading into, are you reading into this seven game winning streak on an individual basis like I am? Or doesn't mean I'm right. Is it about the squad? Let me know. 913-586-7610. Yeah, it's certainly already a lost season uh, for Dylan Coleman. Uh, Nothing he can really do down the stretch. Like I said, nothing he can do down the stretch that he didn't do last year down the stretch. It's about doing it when the pressure's on, when your team's in contention. Uh, But what do I make of it? Well, we, we, we spoke with him earlier on the homestand, got his thoughts. Um, on his season. And if you ever miss a post-game show, you can always download the podcast, the All Things Vern podcast. Uh, You can get it wherever you get your podcast, but we would prefer if you got it from the Odyssey app. Um, You know, and Coleman talked about it was a slight mechanical tweak early on in the season um, that he was unable to uh, duplicate. He was unable to execute the small mechanical tweak that they made at the end of spring training. He was unable to execute it uh, consistently. Um, and then that small mechanical tweak, the, the, the physical, uh, started to seep into the mental. And then he started to get in his own head, and that's why he stayed down in Omaha for so long and struggled down in Omaha for so long. You know, he's a guy with swing and miss stuff, but a guy that has shaky command. You know, it's the, it's the give and take. It, it's, it, it speaks to the difficulty of um, big league baseball, the difficulty of pitching, and it speaks to why the uh, ones that are able to do it consistently make tens of millions of dollars every single season because everyone that is, just about everyone that is employed by a major league baseball franchise can either do one of these two things command a baseball, throw it wherever they want, whenever they want, or elicit swing and miss because their movement is so nasty. Dylan Coleman falls into the latter category, just like Josh Stallmont has for the past five, six years here in Kansas City. But Stallmont has never really tapped into that potential. It's never really become that uh, eighth inning, ninth inning shutdown reliever. Now, we've seen stretches from him, just like we've seen stretches from Dylan Coleman. Um, but my thoughts are, you know, Dylan Coleman right now is is in that uh, second bucket. You're either a, a strikeout guy or you're a command guy. Now, you're hoping that Carlos Hernandez can be both. I was once hoping that Carlos Hernandez could be both as a starter. We see where that went. Now we're hoping that Dil- uh, Carlos Hernandez can be that as a reliever. And if he can't, he'll just become a, Another failed starter that isn't a closer. And that's really what it is. That, that's, that's big league baseball. Every, most guys start off as a starter because they either have swing and miss stuff or great command. If you can't put both those things together consistently, inning after inning after inning, every fifth day, well, then they move you to the bullpen. And if you still can't do those two things consistently, well, then you remain a long um, or a, a, a bridge guy. And if you can't do that, you don't stay in the big leagues. So we want you to be a starter. If you can't be a starter, we want you to be a closer. If you can't be a closer, we want you to just be a, uh, a bridge guy, a reliever. And if you can't do that, get out of the game. 
And right now, Dylan Coleman is in that third tier, trying to climb to that second tier, trying to become a eighth inning, ninth inning, one of those true closer types. And he's struggling to do it. So, th- so that, to me, is my takeaway. That, that, that goes for just about everybody in that Royals bullpen right now. You're in the bullpen because you're not good enough to be a starter. You're in the bullpen because you're not good enough to be the closer. So can you either get enough swing and miss or show enough command that you can be a setup guy? That's the question right now for Dylan Coleman. Appreciate you listening, Ryan. A few more from the text line. From the 785, Vern, how many people, how many wins in a row does this team need to get 12,000 people at Kauffman Stadium on average on weekday baseball games? I don't know, man. Who cares? 12,000 for a weekday game? What did they They just got 12,000 yesterday. What are you talking about? They don't need to win anymore. 12,000, at least announce attendance. I'd say they're getting about 10, 11, 12,000 pretty consistently. No, am I wrong? I don't think that has anything to do with the winning streak. Uh, from the 816, Fern, you bet against us on the on deck show. Shame, shame, shame. Isn't that funny? Uh, you remember my losing bet, but you don't remember my winning bet. I told you to take the over. I didn't lose any money tonight. I haven't lost any money in any of the last five games. So don't shake your finger at me. Listen and make money because I'm trying to help you. Sean and Waldo writes in. He's all fired up about Bobby Witt Jr. How can you not be? Bobby, with his stolen base tonight, that gives him 62 for his career. He passes Chris Getz for 27th on the Royals' all-time stolen base list. From the 816, Vern, I'm ready to move on from MJ Melendez. He continues to prove that he can't hit, and I know the outfield isn't his natural position, but he is a liability out there. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, MJ cost Jordan Lyles at least one run in the fourth inning. You could chalk up both of those runs in the fourth inning to MJ Melendez, his uh, poor route on that leadoff double from Stott. Yeah, rough night in left field for MJ Melendez. He did pick up a triple in this game, a leadoff triple in the eighth inning. Came around to score the team's seventh run. MJ, by the way, has a hit in 15 of his 19 games since the All-Star break. But uh, ready to move on? Okay, fine. You need him to perform well down the stretch. Because if you're ready to move on from him, that means you're ready to trade him. And if you want him traded... How much do you think you're going to get back for him? Right, you're another general manager calling up J.J. Piccolo going, hey, man, I, I heard uh, my man from the 816. I heard your Royals fans don't even like this guy. Why would I give you anything of note? So I'm not going to fight you. You're ready to move on from MJ? Fine. Still need to cheer for him. Still need him to perform well. Again, most of these complimentary guys, I'm fine if you want to trade him. I'm not going to fight you. No. Mike, Hal, Bobby, I, I don't want to trade them, but I understand if you do. You know, Vinny, Freddie, I don't want to see him move, but I understand if you do. You know, Massey, MJ, Waters, Isbell, I, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. You want to move them, you don't want to move them, whatever. I, I can go both ways. 
But I understand you need them to perform well because if this team's going to be more transactional, if they're going to build a, a better organization, you need Ryan Yarbrough to do what he did for the past month, allow you to acquire two infielders, including one guy who becomes one of your top 30 prospects. You know what I mean? Finish strong, become a tastier trade asset, because this offseason, why not? Why, why not a bidding war for MJ Melendez? All it takes is a few organizations that feel, man, if he came here and worked with our hitting coaches, worked with our outfield coaches, we would make him so much better. Doesn't mean that that team is right, but you know what it is. It's, it happens in all sports. Oh, let let the Chiefs acquire that quarterback. Let Andy Reid start working with that backup quarterback. I can guarantee they can flip him into a trade piece. Now, same thing with, I'm sure the Dodgers or the, the Marlins would look at MJ Melendez and go, man, put him back behind the dish. Let him work with our guys and we'll turn him into that 25 home run a season monster that we know is inside of there. Uh, but 816, you're not alone. A few other people mentioning uh, MJ Melendez in his lesser than evening. Rally Mantis congratulating Bobby Witt Jr. on his history. Again, Bobby, the first person in baseball history with 20 home runs and 30 stolen bases in each of his first two big league seasons. Unbelievable. Hayden from Lenexa giving some love to Freddie Fermin, making a great case to start next season behind the dish. I don't... You know, yeah, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. He is hitting 302 this season. Uh, not, not some stretch. When performing at the highest level, Freddie Fermin is a 300 hitter with an OPS near 850. So, yeah, I can't argue with that. From the 913, Vern, how many home runs in his career do you think Bobby Wood Jr. will have? Wow. Uh, what, he has 40 right now? 20 last year, 20 this year. Uh, he's going to play, he's 23. Let's say he plays another 15 seasons. Wow. Let's give him 20 home runs for 15 seasons. That's uh, 340 home runs. Let's bump it up. 350 home runs for Bobby Witt Jr. in his big league career. That would be my guess here on August 4th, 2023. Uh, by the way, happy birthday, Brady Singer. He turns 27. Katie on the East Coast writing in. What a streak, Vern. First, to take a division leader in Minnesota. Then you take down the highest payroll in Major League Baseball in the Mets. And now you're beating last year's National League champions. Way to go, Royals. Signed Katie on the East Coast. Speaking of the Mets, I saw that the money that they're paying players not on their team, Scherzer, Verlander, uh, David Robertson, so many others, the Mets' payroll to guys not on their team is the 18th highest payroll in Major League Baseball. The Mets are spending more money on players not on their team than the Royals are for players on their team. It's a different game. It really is. So I'm asking you, uh, this seven-game winning streak, is it more about the individuals or does it say something about the team? From the 913, Vern, there is no I in team. It's all of them. It's not just one. 
Yeah, okay. All right, Coach. I mean, I, I agree. Game by game, it's a team effort. But the big picture, my takeaways from this seven-game winning streak are more about the individuals than it is the team or what it means for 2024. From the 816, Vern, it's nice to see the individuals realize they belong. That is the biggest thing that they can do for the rest of the season is learn that they belong. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a fair point, especially with those complimentary guys. The no, Salvi knows that. Bobby knows that. Michael Garcia should know that. Freddie Fermin, I hope, knows that. But yeah, Massey, Melendez, Isbell, Prado, Waters, yeah, that, 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 that could be big. That could be big. I'm just wondering if a two-month finish to the season convinces MJ of something that he didn't already know because MJ had a good year last year. MJ's proven uh, I'm a productive big leaguer. So I think he's past that. Waters, Massey, Prado, possibly. Yeah, yeah, it's a good point. I appreciate it. 913-586-7610. Ryan from Pleasant Hill writing in. Vern, this doesn't feel like a September surge. They play two teams in the Phillies and Twins that are fighting for a playoff spot. If they keep doing this against first-place squads, Vern, that's only a positive thing going forward. That's a good point, Ryan. Doing it against good pitching, too, right? Aaron Nola tonight, I mean, Aaron Nola's the the ace of that Philly staff, with all due respect to uh, Zach Wheeler. Kodai Senga, you get to him. Uh, during the homestand, you get to Kenta Maeda, who carved you up. Right, Kenta Maeda carved this team up earlier in the season. Yeah, Royals, um, yeah, beat the Twins, beat Sonny Gray as well. Uh, yeah, great point. Good pitching. From the 913, Vern, this is the worst season, so I'm happy to see a slight spark here in the second half. Keep up the good work, boys in blue. From the 4-3-2, I don't know where that's at. From the 4-3-2, uh, well, I guess I don't need to learn because they write, Vern, I'm honestly thinking we're making the playoffs. What say you? Stop. Cole from Lenexa. Vern, I want to ride this winning wave. I plan to see what happens after the streak ends. Can we go on another winning streak after this? Yeah, that's a great point, Cole. I mentioned it earlier today on the On Deck Show. Um, if I'm going to believe that this winning streak is about more than just the individuals, that it is a statement about this team, where they're going, where they could be in 2024. If you want me to believe that, then I need at some point this winning streak to end, and then I need them to get back to winning. Right? I've I've seen plenty of teams get hot especially when they're led by a, a, a budding superstar in Bobby Witt Jr. and the endless energy of Salvador Perez and the professionalism of Michael Garcia and Freddie Fermin and the coaching staff. What happens when you drop three of four? That's what I'm interested in. Cole, thanks for the phone call, or the text, rather. 913-586-7610. From the 816, Vern, is 10 years at $240 million going to keep Bobby Witt Jr. in Kansas City? Yeah, give him a few opt-outs in there. I mean, I would prefer that he didn't want those opt-outs, but 
If I'm Bobby and you put 10 at 240 in front of me, you give me an opt-out in five years, I'd sign that. Right, because Bobby's going to be a free agent in four seasons. So that buys up one year of free agency, allows them to opt out after five. Yeah, I would do that. 10 at 240, sure. And I, and I think, of course, I would. I, I think Bobby would as well. Uh, from the 816, another uh, MJ Melendez should go to Omaha text. Uh, speaking of Omaha, Mike in Omaha writes in, Vern, seven wins in a row, fun times. Nice management of the relievers, Q. Bringing in the de facto closer in the seventh to face the heart of the order. Keep it going, Mike in Omaha. Yeah, more love for Q. Nice to see. Paul from Lawrence writes in. Seven in a row. This is definitely meaningful baseball in August. Shout out to Bobby Witt Jr. Well done, my man. Uh, yeah, uh, Paul, I, I appreciate it. I don't know what you mean by meaningful baseball in August. This is not that. They're 36 and 75. It's fun baseball. This has been fun. Uh, the, uh, the the games are meaningful to Philly and, and, and Minnesota, sure. But this isn't meaningful baseball. There's not August postseason pressure. Now, it's in the stadium, but it's not in the Royals' dugout. I'm sorry it's not. I, I wish I could go along with that, but it's not. Gabe and Independence. Vern, I think it's more about the team than it is the individual's. Took this long for the guys to find themselves as a team. They're now trusting each other. Fern, think about it. Took some time for them to learn from each other, to learn to pass the baton. And now we get Vinny back next year. Vern, this speaks to the team, signed Gabe and Independence. Yeah, the Pasquantino, and that's a that's a good point. Yeah, you you know, you, you throw Vinny into the three spot. Right, you go Mike Hell, Bobby, Vinny, Salvi, Massey. Yeah, that, that's a – it's certainly a nice one through four because I'm sold on Mike Hell. You know I'm sold on Bobby. You know I'm sold on Vinny, and we're all sold on Salvi. So, yeah, you like that top four. Uh, but we got to talk about pitching, right? Okay, 2024, Brady Singer's your number one. Jordan Lyles is your number two. What else do you got? What else do you got that you're sold on? Like, I, I was encouraged by Cole Reagans. I liked what I saw before Chris Bubich went down for the season. Liked what I saw from Lynch before he went down. But what can I bank on? What am I sold on? I'm sold on uh, Brady Singer's a pro. I'm, I'm sold that Jordan Lyles is a pro. But other than that, no, man. And if you can't pitch, you can't win. So that right now is the issue, pitching. Uh, Jordan Lyles, yes, is a pro. But his ERA is the second highest in Major League Baseball. I say he's a pro because he takes the ball and he gives you innings. He's given his squad at least five innings in 19 of his 21 starts. He's on pace to go about 170 innings this season. Lyles, again, picks up the win. He's now 3-12. and I believe Cody and Gold need him to win three more games. And then Cody's going to buy a very expensive bottle of champagne and uh, likely waste it. John in Mission writes in, Vern, our boys in blue, got it going. I know it's a lost season, but I love seeing the boys pick each other up. Hopefully, this leads to us seeing them do this in games that matter in the future. Either way, let's be one hell of a spoiler down the stretch. That's uh, Jameson-fueled John and Mission writing in. I like it. Way to go. 
And from the 816, Fern, the Royals cost me on my DraftKings two-game parlay. Well, we've all been there, buddy. We've all been there. Uh, you should have been listening to the On Deck Show. I told you I haven't lost money in five straight days. Five straight games have either made you money or you've uh, pushed on the day. Uh, CDOT made you money again today. CDOT's on a heater. He's just texting me right now, uh, glossing, feeling himself. Uh, CDOT trying to track down Rob Brenton for the double play leader. Anyway, 7-5 uh, the final score. Royals win a seventh straight game, and now they hand the ball to the rookie, Alec Marsh. He squares off with left-hander Christopher Sanchez. It's a 5.05 first pitch. I'll be on the air with the On Deck Show beginning at 4 o'clock. I'll give you a chance to win tickets. Uh, to come out for 6-10 day at the K, Royals and Pirates, a few weeks away. Uh, so be listening tomorrow at 4 o'clock for your chance to win those tickets and also your chance to make some money on the double play. I'll, I'll give you another winner tomorrow. Dusty Likens will surely give you another loser. Uh, Grant Nicholson, you were a big winner tonight. Great job. Thanks for the help. Enjoy your night. You've been listening to Vern's Post Game Show. Diving is MJ Melendez. Did he make that catch? He did! Check out the All Things Vern channel on 610sports.com and the Odyssey app to stay up to date with your boys in blue. And a swing and a miss. He struck him out with a fastball. Seventh strikeout for Daniel Lynch. On your home of the Royals, 610 Sports Radio. We now take you back to regularly scheduled programming. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.